I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Daniel Dos Santos, Research Manager at Security Vendor for Scout Technologies, about a recent study conducted by the company examining the state of connected medical device cybersecurity. So, Daniel, for starters, briefly describe what you examined for this study in terms of assessing the state of connected medical device cybersecurity in the healthcare sector, and what were some of the most surprising findings? We actually looked at two different data sources for this. We looked at what we call our device cloud, the Forescout device cloud, which is a, a repository of more than 12 million devices, information about more than 12 million devices that Forescout monitors daily. And out of those, close to 3 million devices, a little bit over 3 million devices are actually uh, devices in healthcare deployments. So this was one data source, this 3 million devices, information about those. And another data source was more detailed information about network traffic in a few healthcare delivery organizations that partnered with us and that allowed us to, to get this information. And some of the interesting findings, I think, are related especially to the use of uh, legacy software in, in these environments, the use of legacy protocols and insecure protocols, and some problems with uh, network segmentation and how the mixture of all those issues allows an attacker to, you know, leverage some weaknesses in the networks to, to achieve some malicious goals. Daniel, what is the state of legacy medical devices? Are there still a lot of devices being used that are running outdated software that's no longer supported by the vendor? What's most troublesome? Again, this is a study that, that follows from, from another study that we did one year ago, right? And, and again, we saw some improvements and some points of concern in this uh, in the situation with legacy devices. So we looked specifically at Windows operating systems that are used uh, in IT equipment and also in health, in some specific healthcare uh, equipment in hospitals. And we saw that there was a push to upgrade devices from not the most recent versions to the most recent. So for instance, Windows 7 to Windows 10, right? This is something that we saw a, a big push in. And that happened because uh, at the beginning of this year, in January uh, 2020, Windows 7 is no longer officially supported by, by Microsoft in, the, in their normal life cycle. It's only supported via the paid ESU program that, that provides some security updates. So this was an improvement that we saw, but at the same time, when we looked at older versions of, uh, of the Windows operating systems, like you see uh, Windows XP, for instance, we saw that the number of devices uh, or the percentage of devices running those, those really truly legacy and, and, and not supported anymore uh, versions of Windows remained constant. So that's a bit troublesome, I would say, because it, it gives to us the indication that Although there are things that, that are not patched, they somehow can be patched. And if, if you plan well, if you have the right time and resources and so on, you can patch those, you can upgrade those and so on. But if you look at the truly legacy things, it's, it's, it's a much more difficult problem, right? And, and, and we see that many of those really legacy versions of Windows are running on actual medical equipment, which sometimes is a bit old, it's mission critical, cannot be taken offline. It might be that the device is not certified for new versions of Windows or the vendor doesn't provide the, the right patches and so on. So that's the troubling situation. It's, it's the really legacy stuff. So, Daniel, you mentioned that network segmentation 
is used to secure devices, including legacy devices, but the study also found that organizations are not necessarily implementing network segmentation effectively or in the most secure way. What are some of the top mistakes that you're seeing organizations make in the network segmentation involving the medical devices? So first of all, it's interesting to notice that this study was conducted one year after another study that we did on healthcare networks last year, and it did show a little improvement on organizations trying to use segmentation, right? So we saw an increase in the number of of, uh, network segments, but when we actually look closely to those network segments, we see that they are not as secure as they should be, right? So some of the issues that we found are that devices with distinct purposes are in the same network segments when they should not be communicating to each other, right? So we see, we see medical devices and personal devices like smartphones, like tablets, smartwatches, and so on in, in, in the same network segments. We also see a lot of mixture between healthcare and IT devices and also OT devices like building automation and so on. So all those devices communicating to each other in the same network. So, so I would say that the biggest problem is not designing the network segments based on the purpose of the of the devices and, and who they should be communicating with. Daniel, so what should they be doing to avoid mistakes in terms of how these devices are being segmented? Should you know certain medical devices be grouped together? Should anything that's not a medical device be separate? What should they be doing? So there are actually uh, recent guidelines from the NIST, for instance, about how to, and they go very much in detail about how to segment, for instance, wireless infusion pumps or DICOM packs and, you know, imaging devices and, and, and stuff like that. But I would say that the first thing that you have to do, the first thing that you need to start with is, is visibility, right? It's knowing what devices are in the network. So having this foundation of visibility classifying these devices well to know what exactly is in your network. And as a second step, being able to map effectively the communication flows, right? So who's communicating with whom? And then only based on that real-time and granular information, you can actually design effective uh, segmentation policies, which can even be dynamic. So there's, there's no point in trying to start with designing segmentation policies when you don't really know what's in your network. And I, I think that Lots of the examples that we saw there are because people don't have the the right visibility on some types of devices. So Daniel, what about communication protocols? As you mentioned, the study found healthcare organizations often relying on insecure protocols. What are they doing wrong? How can they correct these mistakes? We actually looked again at both at the communication of medical devices and healthcare equipment and how they talk to each other or healthcare equipment to IT equipment and so on, and also just the, the general IT uh, communication in the network. And we saw that in the IT communication, we see some encrypted traffic and we even in that, we see some issues with use of legacy encryption protocols, right? So older versions of SSL and TLS and so on. But it gets really worrying when we look at healthcare equipment that actually communicates in clear text, right? And, and we see equipment such as patient monitors, we see drug dispensing systems, we see uh, infusion pumps and, and other kinds of, of equipment that are communicating, you know, that there's a client which might be the, the actual physical device that is connected to, to a patient. And then there is a server, which is used sometimes for, for remote monitoring, remote within the hospital, but, but to monitor several patients or, or a server for imaging devices and so on. And what we see 
is that very often these communications are not encrypted, right? So, and there is sometimes the assumption that because it's it's an internal communication within the the hospital or within a, a corporate network, encryption is is not always necessary because there's a limited set of eyes, let's say, that that can look at that communication. But as we saw before with the segmentation issues, we know that there are paths within the network that would allow people to maybe get access to this uh, kind of traffic, right? So I would say that the really troubling finding there is about the unencrypted and unauthenticated and just legacy protocols used for uh, medical communication. So Daniel, bottom line, how are these variety of mistakes that you see organizations making that popped out during the study, how are these mistakes putting these organizations at risk for cyber attacks and other security incidents? We actually created a lab with some of the of the healthcare devices that, that we saw in the study and, and simulating a kind of a, a very simplified but a healthcare network with a few devices connected to a patient and then uh, to a central monitoring system and so on. And we actually simulated some attacks, right, that could reach medical devices and could tamper with medical information leveraging the protocols that I, that I mentioned before that are uh, used in clear, tasks, te- clear text. So this is one example that we wanted to highlight because we know that people are looking into it, right? With, with the evolution of technology in, for instance, industrial control systems, building automation systems, and all the, all, all the IoT and devices that are using operational technology and so on, we know that devices are nowadays connected to people, connected to the physical environment, and they can cause severe disruption of, of processes, physical processes and so on. So we wanted to showcase and highlight how this can happen in, in, in a hospital with actual medical devices connected to a patient. And we showed tempering with vitals readings from, from a patient or tempering with blood tests and, and results of other kinds of tests that are sent to, to central servers. So this is one thing that hospitals should definitely be looking at, let's say for the future, right? This is, this is where we believe that attacks might be moving in the future. But on the other side, what we really see happening nowadays is still the IT side of of things being attacked, right? So the IT network with ransomware and with data breaches and and so on, because nowadays attackers are mostly motivated by financial gains, right? So either either you harvest data and then sell that on, on a black market and then make money this way, or you infect computers with uh, ransomware or with a botnet, and then you you basically, you can sell access to those computers or you can uh, ask for a ransom for the data. And, and we see that, for instance, healthcare organizations are among the most prone to, to pay for, for the ransom in, in ransomware. So I, I would say that there are these two levels of things that organizations should be looking at. It's, it's on the clinical IoT, more the, the physical sides of things, and, and then also the IT side with the more traditional kinds of threats. So Daniel, with that said, what is your top advice for what healthcare sector entities can do right now to correct these mistakes that they're making and improve the security of their connected devices? Are there some top steps they can take immediately? Absolutely. As I mentioned before, the visibility aspect is foundational to applying other security controls, right? Like segmentation, like patching, and so on. So I I would say that you definitely have to start with having deep, granular, real-time visibility into the devices in your network. And that that is only possible by automated solutions that are based on, on, on network traffic. 
there's no way that you can keep an accurate manual inventory of devices nowadays when there are so many devices connecting to the network uh, every day. And then when you have confidence in this visibility that you have on your network, you can expand to other security controls, right? So then you can think about applying proper segmentation. Then you can think about having a, a proper patch program that allows you to fix mistakes that are happening or, or weaknesses that are being discovered in devices almost on a daily basis nowadays. So I would say start with visibility. Think about the segmentation of your networks. Think about who's communicating with, with whom in the network, how to isolate devices in groups based on the purpose that they serve on your network, and then look into how you can enforce other kinds of policies, how you can patch devices and so on. Thank you, Daniel. I've been speaking to Daniel Dos Santos. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.